Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parn Parnell. And uh, welcome back to Flippin' and Mashing, where we talk about video games, pinball, arcades, and uh, we even throw in a little bit of uh, movie reviews and stuff and like that. But Whatever we find is interesting. That, well, that actually kind of is what it turns into. we might talk about some books. Yeah, that's mm, true. Reading. <laughs> Makes you smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, if we were, you know, five years old, we would have the Pizza Hut book club and we would oh, get a free mini pizza. With I loved the book club. Five books we read. That's right. I miss that a lot. I miss that. that. Was, it was a massive motivation. To eat pizza. To get that little tiny pizza was, oh, it was a home run. That's for sure. Speaking of, I made pizza last night. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, you take a tortilla, put some pizza sauce, pepperoni, cheese, and I made them for me and my daughter. Uh-huh. She wouldn't eat it. So now I had to eat two. <laughs> I brought her leftovers for lunch today. Uh, but what child doesn't like pizza? I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Like I'll make my kids stuff that I know that they want to eat, and they're like, I don't like mac and cheese. <laughs> it's all you eat. Don't tell me you don't like mac and cheese. Get out of here. So then I have to eat all of their helpings as well. <laughs> this isn't going to waste. <laughs> Just eat it all. <laughs> that's the, yeah. I feel like that's what a parent responsibility is. It's just trash bin f- of food for your child. Absolutely. Like, I've started, like, if I go to McDonald's, I've stopped ordering for myself. <laughs> you just eat there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever they don't eat. Like, uh, my girlfriend was like, are you not going to order fries? I'm like, do you realize how many fries I'm going to have? <laughs> if I order myself fries, that's just way too many. But all right. Um, hey, guess what episode we're on? Uh, I have no idea. 69. <laughs> I wish that's it was. what we do after. Yeah, that's um, what, good. We point. are on forty three. Forty three. I'm going right. to keep you on this numbering system. Thank you for the update. Four three. Hey, we're pushing towards sixty nine. We're almost. There. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to fifty first. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, All right, we have a lot to talk about today. I'll let you go down the list. Yeah, we're probably not going to finish everything. We won't be able to, but we'll do our best. But um, we'll probably try to podcast again sooner. We yeah. said that last time though. Well, We're again, really good at, at fibbing. <laughs> we have a lot of events that keep taking place, so we have to keep. Uh, oh my gosh, and filling sick kids. In. Yeah, sick kids. We need more events for work. To right, like just babysit all the time. Mm-hmm. But anyways, go ahead. So last episode, we talked to Katie. Yes, who was obsessed with Fire Emblem. Yep, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And last night, Nintendo tweeted out Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct is on Thursday, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow. We're recording on Wednesday. Okay. So tomorrow, so February 20th, will be a Nintendo Direct just about the new Animal Crossing game dropping for Switch. That's exciting. She's excited. I, I said, do you think Tom Nook is going to be in there stealing all your stuff? And she's like, oh, I hope so. Why would he not be in there? I'm like, because he's a thief. <laughs> he just steals all your gold and whatever else. People thing. love this game. I've never once played it. I don't know anything about it's it. It's like a casual life game, right? Like, but people... I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah, it's a huge buzz. People like, like are going to buy right? the Switch specifically for this There game. is an Animal Crossing Switch coming out. Oh, there you go. Hey, That's... what we should not... Oh, yeah. We haven't done this in a long time. Throwback to the original Flippin' and Mashing. Yeah. <sighs> Steve, Steve what, are you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Are you going to ask me what I'm drinking? What are you drinking there, sir? <laughs> I'm drinking a Mountain Dew, which is unlike me. Hey, that's because this episode is sponsored. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'd be awesome if we ever got sponsored with Mountain Dew. But I haven't had pop in years, and this is very sweet. Maybe not years. I probably had a Mountain Dew on the show once. Okay. So I had a Mountain Dew moments ago. 
So this, this, this uh, I like it. Tastes good. At the same time, to you, how does this actually taste? It's not horrible, but it's very sweet. Okay. I've been on the sparkling water spindrift brand. Oh yeah. Just train. Just love it. Got to taste fruit. like syrup then. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now I understand why it's addicting. All these like kids are just hopped up on sugar rushing. Uh huh. Because it's uh-huh. just. But yeah, it's potent. It's kind of gross. <clears throat> well, we can uh, we can just go into what each of us have been doing. Absolutely. Quickly, and then we'll go into the details. You got it. Of book reading. Book club. <laughs> book club. All right. So I've been playing actually several different games. I'll just do a quick recap. Uh, the new season of Apex has <gasps> came out, and I have not played Apex in a very long time. So Also, not to go off Apex, go but ahead. Like, didn't Destiny come out with some new yeah, they campaign? Did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destiny's got new so content. Kind of new campaigns for this, this kind know. of sp- sp- upcoming. This new season, brand. if yeah. you will. I think that's actually exactly what it is they, they're calling them all seasons so uh apex had some new content drop and uh, he needed it yeah, it's been getting kind of stale and people have fallen off quite a bit so but what's like the what's the big change well there's a new map uh it looks different Do they i only run one map per season i think so so it's uh, honestly important. i'm just kind of getting back into it i don't know if i can switch in between maps or not i know i can switch in between like these like opening screens that have the different maps so i don't know if that also Let's me pick a different map. Interesting. Okay. I've never played it, so I don't know. Right. But either way, uh, I've just kind of been getting back into it. There are some new guns that I have no idea how to use. Like, for instance, there was like, a charge-up, like, fusion rifle kind of thing. I was like, great. Well, I just killed myself because I tried to shoot a guy, and as I'm trying to shoot it, it's just charging up. I'm like, well, I'm dead. And then I grab- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One of those, you should pre-charge and or hide and charge right. and then jump out. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he just smoked me. But anyways... Uh, I like it, but of course I liked Apex before, but it's the same problem. Uh, it's, it's feast or famine in that game because it's all about luck. I mean, skill for sure, but also luck. For instance, if I drop and I pick up a pistol and you have nothing, you're dead. Or if I drop, I pick up a pistol and you pull up a machine gun, I'm dead. Do you know what I mean? So there is a luck factor in there as well as a skill because you do have powers. You do, I mean, you're saying a handgun can't go up against a machine gun. I am saying that it's possible. Anything's possible. (laughs) I mean, technically slappers only can possibly win in all of these scenarios, but uh, it's highly unlikely. yeah. Yeah. So it just there, there's a good amount of luck in there mixed with a good a massive amount of skill. Because, for instance, the other day, my brother and I were playing with this guy who we were not worthy to be in his group. And he single-handedly won the entire game. He was just slaughtering people. I couldn't believe it. I was like, good God. We're just following it. <laughs> <laughs> so are you cross-playing? Like, are you playing Xbox with PC people? Or how is that working? Um, I think we're only playing know? on Xbox. Okay. I mean, we might be cross-platforming. But uh, as far as I know, we're... I'm not trying to cross-platform, sure. so whether or not we are doing it, uh, as far as I know, we're only just and playing what about, the Xbox. Do they limit controllers? Like, can you only have a controller? Can you do mouse and keyboard? I I am certain that you can do mouse and keyboard, but I could be wrong about that. Again, I'm not an expert in this game. Recently, I've I've been out of it for a while. I don't know what kind of new updates they come out with, mm. but I know that that is a thing for. Uh, all the rest of the battle royals have kind of come out. They've all allowed. Uh, mouse and keyboard so i think that this would be following that path but i don't know Ugh, i just 
Yeah. But either way, um, it's still a fun and enjoyable game. It's 100% free. It's a huge ordeal right there. Just the fact that it's a free game. It's a high-profile AAA game for free. You should check it out. Um, but uh, you will get angry. You'll get angry a lot. Another game that I just started playing was a mobile game called War Games. That's by Shadow Shadowgun. Or it's called Shadowgun... Uh, War games, which is, I don't know, I've told you before about Shadowgun Legends. You play Shadowgun Legends yeah, with me. We, we and you were on a trip and we yeah. just played the crap. Like, yeah. You fell asleep while we were playing. Yeah. So, like, Shadowgun Legends is like a Destiny kind of like knockoff. Correct. It Whereas, straight up Destiny. Right. It's very similar to Destiny in, in its feel. Um, and the fact that it's like an RPG and stuff like that. But uh, War Games is a, an overkill knockoff. Overkill. Overkill. Overwatch. Overwatch, that's what oh. I meant to say. I apologize. But So it's like Paladins. Yes. Yeah, it's like Paladins. It's like oh, it's like Overwatch, but it's for the mobile, and it's very entertaining. It's high quality. It's essentially a AAA game, but for mobile, you know what I mean? You should, again, it's totally free. Obviously, these games make money off of you buying skins and buying guns and stuff like that, uh, but you can t- play it. 100% free, and it is a very fun game. I've played it both with a controller and without a controller. It's a it's a fun time. It feels like a vi- like a real AAA video game. When you play controller or on the screen, is there a massive difference in what you think your skill is? Like, is a controller going to give you an unfair advantage? So I've done it both because I wanted to see the difference. Uh, I when I play with an actual video game controller. It feels different. It does feel like I'm actually playing a real video game because I'm holding that Xbox controller. It feels like I'm actually playing an Xbox game. Whereas uh, if I'm just holding the phone, it's still just as enjoyable to me. No, no, but does it give you a advantage? An advantage? In game, like killing someone. Yes. There is an advantage to using a controller. It's not, it's not as big of an advantage as I want to think that it is. Because I still got my butt handed to me several times by other people. Whether or not they were using controllers, I'm not sure. But um, I was better with a controller. But, for instance, if I was... Because I've been in the airport a lot recently going back and forth to different events. When I just like taking out my phone and not having to worry about connecting a controller or anything like that. And just playing with just my phone. And it's just as enjoyable. It's just as fun. So whether or not you want to use a controller or not, it's... Okay, because that's why I stopped playing Call of Duty on mobile. Was when they they released it with it, then they removed it, and I was having a great time. Right. And they brought it back, and it was... You could completely tell because uh, people are hopping around like Halo. Yeah. And I was like, nope. Yeah. If, if they're going to be throwing the controller people in the mix with screen players, like, that's just... It's an unfair advantage because when you play touching the screen, you can't hit all those buttons at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it became ultra irritating, so I just stopped right, mm-hmm. right then and there. So the good news when it comes to Call of Duty, because I've also been playing Call of Duty on mobile a lot. And again, if you guys haven't tried these games, they're, they're completely free. free. Yeah. It's totally worth downloading. They're mm-hmm. great games. Uh, so I've tried it just recently, and they have so many more new modes since the last time you and I played. Like, for instance, they have zombies. They have uh, Battle Royale. They have Snipers Only and all these other different kind of modes that are really cool. And uh, one of the big differences is since you and I were last playing, they have competitive mode now. 
So for those who are tryhards and they want to use a controller and they want to be the best of the best and try to make money off of this mobile game, you'll, you can do that in the competitive mode. Whereas the rest of us who just want to play before we get on a plane or while we're on a plane or whatever, yeah, we can just do that in just the normal mode. So, because I think when I asked you this last time, you the other day, you said it doesn't seem like there's a bunch of those people in the normal mode. Anymore. Yeah, I know. I've I slaughtered a huge amount of people the other day, and I wasn't using a controller or anything. Uh, they have some cool new stuff in it. Like there's like it's like a mech warrior that you get in and you just start hosing people. It's it's awesome. It's really cool. When I say hosing people, I mean uh, yeah, it's a big huge chain gun. You just just mowing down people. And hey. If you're dumb enough to walk in front of my line of bullets, that's on you. So I killed like 30 <laughs> people in a row. It was pretty incredible. Um, it did bring back, when, when we were having a good time playing it, it brought back a lot of those Call of Duty memories. It was fun. It is fun. I really like it. And again, it's completely free. I love it. All right, that's, I so mean. That's, that's your gaming. That's I, I, I just started playing this new game. I'm not going to complete it. It's just too scary. I, I I tried to do it before. Told me to buy it or whatever, and I was like, "Nope, it's a scary game. I'm not doing it." No, I don't think I did. I tell you about Murdered. Isn't that the sequel or whatever to the other black and white '50s looking game? Hmm. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. So what Murdered is is you are a detective who was shot in the back, or not shot in the back. He was shot. He's a, he's got these glowing bullet holes uh, on on his back, but that's why I guess I thought that. Oh nope. But it's. Was- there was a super black and white cool. game that you said there was a sequel to. No, it, it's set in kind of in like the modern era. Uh, but either way, I think it's a phenomenal game at Why the same time. Like what, what made you get this game? Uh, I was trying to look for a game that me and my girlfriend could play through because I knew that she likes stories a lot. I knew that this had a dynamite story in it because I played it in the past but couldn't finish it because it was too scary. <laughs> and I, I was going to try it again. I was like, all right, you're more of a man now. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Plus, it's like one of those like scary movies where like maybe she'll get closer if you're uh, – if you know, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, she'll be too scared to touch you. Right. Well, either, either way, uh, the same thing kind of happened again where it was just like creepy as crap. And I was like, ah. It's just, I think this is a good game. I do not want to play this right now. This is a little too much for me in this moment. I'm surprised you haven't played, like, if you played L.A. New York from P- PS3? I haven't. My, my girlfriend has completed it, though. She likes it a lot and was actually oh. suggesting that I play it. Isn't there one called Rain or something? Too? There probably is. I, There's I a bunch have, of really good single-player story games on PS3. Those look really good. I'm not interested in them at all. Like, uh, I've seen the commercials, and because of the commercials, I don't want to play Does she have a PS4 or something? Uh, she's had a lot of systems in the past. No, no, no but, like, at, do you guys have a PS4 between you? No, I have a PS3. Okay. So I was going to say Uncharted, I think, has a co-op, the, the later version. Uncharted three. is Dynamite. Yeah. I would, I would be willing just to watch Uncharted. Same with, like, uh, Tomb Raider. Both those series <sighs> are the, so... I really want to play the new version. Yeah, they're so there. pretty. I'd watch both of them. Speaking right. of movies. Well, I suppose we have movie reviews. Do I? You have movie or, reviews. Or if, yeah. I didn't see anything. Do you have any games that you're oh. playing right now? <clears throat> Let's just stick on games for a second. Okay, so I've kind of stopped mobile gaming. My YouTube account is still closed out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to hit the quartering up. Yeah, well, uh, well, we're on that. Okay. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> for Christmas, I got Ukulele and the Impossible Mission yeah. for Switch. Mm-hmm. And so I have been playing the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. It is a really great mix of 
side scrolling similar and 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 being very difficult to complete like a hundred percent a level mm-hmm. just like Donkey Kong Country. It's very good at that, but then the overworld, like where you're walking around the map, is like 3D, similar to Nintendo 64 days. So okay, like their original ukulele. Yeah, game, yeah. But without that exact Nintendo 64 feel, where the camera. So this is a brand new game. This is not a remake. Correct. It's brand new. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, I guess when I saw it, I didn't think it was brand new. I thought it was just like a, a reskin or something. I didn't know what it was. Okay. And then someone told me about it and mm-hmm. it was on sale for 20 bucks. So I bought it for myself for Christmas and then gave it to my sister-in-law to give it to me for Christmas. <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> um, and the puzzles in the overworld map are so incredibly fun because it's such a, it, you know, the camera is different. It's 3d. You get to solve these puzzles and then you get to go into the side-scrolling world, which is fucking difficult. Like, the later levels in levels, like, 40... It's a couple of levels in the 40s. They are so hard. Luckily, like, um, you can die as many times as you want. You just go back to the checkpoint. Sure. But there was times where I'd die 10, 20 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it's like, after 30 minutes of trying, I would get past. And it's like, well, never doing that again. <laughs> um, I've... So... The story. Well, that's awesome that it's <clears throat> a, basically a two-in-one game. I, I, I'm really hoping that they make another mm-hmm. and have a little bit more of the overworld puzzles. Sure. That is what I really enjoy. Okay. Because it's more casual, mm-hmm. where the in-game was Very real sweaty. Difficult. But, like, levels 1 through 20 were pretty good. Okay. And then 20 and up is where it got really hard. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was a lot of it was like timing and precision moves. So you can do like a jump and then spin to hover a little longer. Okay. Now, is, is this on the Nintendo that you're playing this on? Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm using uh, the Pro Controller. Okay. I'm going to mark this. I'm, I'm going to ch- check this out because I'm actually very interested in it. Uh, and at 20 bucks, it's like, who? that's cheap. Yeah, totally. And I put, I should check my log. I've probably put over 20 hours into it. Awesome. So, so the story... It's an interesting game because when you start the game, the tutorial is the final boss. Mm-hmm. Like, you're playing the final boss level. Really? And then you die because, well, I suck, so I died. Sure. And then you start the overworld game. And the point is to you beat all these levels. There's like 45 levels. And each level that you complete, you get a B to protect you. So it's like a hit. So instead of dying, you get one, like a bee gets, takes a life for you. And then you keep progressing, like you just keep going. So if you beat all 45 levels, you get 45 bees. So when you go, you can go back at any point in time to battle the final boss again. And then you have then, quote unquote, 44, 45 bees, so 45 hits. So it's almost like a shield. Yeah, no, I understand. I got you. Um, so there's speed runs that are on YouTube right now where zero Bs. Wow. And they are just like literally the tutorial and then completing the game. Wow. So you can beat the game whenever you want. I've watched. The you just, it just matters uh, if you're good enough or if you need more Bs to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Gotcha. So I watched it. I watched someone do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I can do it. Gotcha. Um, I have 38 Bs or something. There's a couple secret Bs. 
and there's some levels, like five levels, where there's two. Like, but you still, you probably get achievements for collecting all the bees as well, probably. I'm assuming. They, yeah. They, since they are old 64 people, mm-hmm. uh, the devs, they do a lot of those like badges and achievements when you collect certain things. And mm-hmm. so they have a, there's a couple secret things and, and co- collectibles and stuff that if you do. Um, but I have almost 40 some bees, and then I tried it. I tried to play the final level with my 40 bees or whatever. I didn't get very far. And I don't think I'm going to go back and try it again. It's just, it's too hard and too frustrating to want to keep trying. I get you. Like, I've played a bunch of the game. I really enjoyed it. I don't want to grind on that final level. Okay. But I put, like I said, I put over 20 hours. I'm completely happy with the price I paid. And I hope that they make another one. Okay. All right. So you don't really have an intention anymore. Intention. I'm completing it. No, but I'm I, I'm I'm done. I'll put it away. Gotcha. So if you want to borrow it, I mean, sure. it's physical. So go ahead. All right, perfect. Um, for Christmas from my pinball, maybe I'll just buy it from you. Oh, but you want to collect it? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right, Steve. Because I, I like the game a lot. I understand. I got you. All right. I would replay it because like every level has five coins. Sure. And of course, on the first like two levels, I got all five. I'm like, I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. And then like every level after, I got four, or three, or one. And mm-hmm. like, I never want to play that level again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have to unlock new areas by having so many coins. Mm-hmm. So you have to get a certain amount of coins to complete, um, to get to all the areas. And some of the some of like the secret like how to complete a puzzle were really difficult. Like it, they're not hard, but like if you're not thinking, you just don't think you can do it. Like, you don't understand what the solution was, but it's really dumb and easy. So, good on them. It was pretty cool. You know, you saying that reminds me that I have been playing another game as well, and it's actually the majority of what I've been playing, which is I've been going through and playing Darksiders on hard, the, the series, because they just came out with the number with the fourth Darksiders, and I want to go through that as well on hard. And this is kind of the same thing. I'll come to a moment where I'm stuck in a puzzle and I have to figure out how to fix it. And it's like, I literally don't even see the solution right now. But I, I know it'll come to me. I just have to figure it out. But it, sometimes it just takes forever just looking around trying to think, okay, is that a distraction or is that actually a clue here? You know what I mean? Do you ever YouTube the puzzles? I hate doing it because I find that if I, if I do YouTube it, it's like a rabbit hole. If I cheat once... I'll cheat a hundred times. <laughs> so, so I try my best not to. Um, but uh, there have been moments where I have no idea. I have not even an inkling. Like, I don't get it. What am I supposed to do right now? And then I will have to just revert to just type in YouTube, whatever level I'm in. And then, of course, there's some guy doing a walkthrough. So it's perfect. But I had to do that in the very final boss of the Darksiders 1. I had no idea how to even wound the guy. I was like, I don't get it. I'm doing everything I can right now, and he's taking zero health. So what do I need to do to make him hurt? And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, of course, <laughs> which is the worst problem. As soon as you see it, like, yeah, why didn't you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had to do that for a couple bosses in that Zelda's Link Awakening. Link, yeah, Zelda Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I would have, I had a guide the whole time, but like, I would have never have known. And that's, that's, the, that's the worst problem, is like, you have the ability you should be able to pull it off. You just have to figure it out. And sometimes you just have a mental block. And like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You ever sleep on it and like come back? That is usually my solution. That has been my solution of recent. As soon as I think I'm going to go to YouTube, I stop 
Because it's usually late at night that this is happening in the first place. I've been playing for maybe like two hours. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm angry that, that I can't figure this problem out. It's like, if you go to bed right now, I guarantee you, you'll be able to figure this out tomorrow. And it's usually what it is. It is what has been happening. I go to bed, wake up the next day or whatever, and then it dawns on me. Okay. Oh, why didn't you try this? And then, and then you just come at it with fresh eyes and all of a sudden you're able to yeah. pull it off. Um, I haven't really been playing too much. It's been a lot of like, I got a cold recently and we're just busy with the family. But I, my next game I'm going to crush on for Christmas from my pinball Secret Santa, I got the Switch version of the Lion King and Aladdin from Very Sega cool. Genesis. I guess they released them on Super Nintendo as well, but those versions are combined into one game and put on the Switch. Very cool. Um, so I'll probably play those. I had Aladdin on my Genesis. Mm-hmm. I guess I still own it, but... um. I didn't play a lot of Lion King. I remember playing it at someone's house. but I, I know that Lion King was a really big hit back in the day. Uh, it was hard as hell. Both of those games were. I've never beat Aladdin. I've gotten to the last boss, but I've never beat it. I've, I've played it only in passing. Both of those games I've only played in passing because I didn't own a Genesis when I was young. But I've seen them. I've played them. They both look really cool. I liked watching them, but uh, I didn't have much time with them. I only um, kind of wanted it because of the nostalgic thing of mm-hmm. like, but they're so hard on the side scroll. I I don't know how long I'll play them. Sure, I hear you. Um, and I'm kind of just wanting to not look at new games. I don't know. I mean, I want a new game. I don't know if anything's out that I want. Again, there's a lot of free games out there. Speaking of which. There's a new free game out there called Warface. Oh, yeah. I sent the, you a text about it. Yeah. I had actually previously downloaded this game in the past, so I was aware of it, but I had never actually given it too much of a shake. I just downloaded it. It looks like Call of Duty yeah. knockoff for free. Yeah. Like a free-to-play version. Um, like almost the same. Because it has zombies, right? I don't even know. I don't even know. I downloaded it. I watched the trailer. Because uh, on Xbox, they give you, I don't know, just these different alerts. And, yeah. So I downloaded it while it was free for um, for the Xbox. It must be free permanently or whatever. But anyways, I downloaded it. Didn't give it much of a shake. I don't think I even played it at all. Uh, but then you alerted me that it's available for the Nintendo. And I'll pretty much play anything once it's available on the Nintendo. Because the, the options are, are limited, and I love the Nintendo so much that all of a sudden you put Paladins on it or I anything. It funny that you were like this hardcore Xbox Xbox guy, and now you're like, mm, I'll pretty much only play Nintendo. I've recently been playing a lot of Xbox because my son keeps uh, playing with the Nintendo, so I don't even have an option. But uh, I... I love the Nintendo. I love being able to play anywhere at any time on such an awesome system. I love it a lot. Uh, but, again, it's kind of the thing. Now that this is available on the Nintendo, I am totally going to check it out just because it's available. So Platinum Games has been teasing that they have some new stuff coming out. Okay. Um, usually they are, uh, as of recently, a kind of Nintendo exclusive producer of a games. Like, uh-huh. like uh, Bayonetta 2 was only for Wii U. Um, but I, they've been kind of teasing that they want to make their games for other consoles. Sure. However, I don't think I realized that they made Vanquish. Oh, I love Vanquish. Okay, so they just announced that they are bringing Vanquish and a Bayonetta remaster of each combined into one game for Xbox and PS4. Well, that's cool. 
I, no, that, that's really cool. came out of nowhere. Yeah, because tell you what, so you like Bayonetta a lot, but you've never played Vanquish, correct? I, if I did play Vanquish, it was literally five minutes. Sure. Whereas I'm kind of the opposite. I played Vanquish and really like that a lot, but I've never, I don't think I've ever played Bayonetta. Like ever. I'm sur- well, I'm surprised and not surprised. It's like a hack and slash game, mm-hmm. kind of like Devil May Cry or something. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of, her hair or her, like her clothing is kind of a weapon, a weapon that like streams off and does this crazy killing of bad guys. And then it kind of comes back on her. So it's not a kid's game. And she swears in the game as well. Curses. I, uh, I've never, I've seen it a lot. I've seen like the trailers and stuff like that. I remember the very first time we ever went to PAX West, they were releasing the very first one, I believe. Pretty sure that's what was happening. They were right across from us. Man, that was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. And I remember looking at it back then thinking, this looks interesting, but I wasn't interested enough to ever play it. Sure. And that was like Xbox original. Yeah. And I just, I have never really been interested in it, but I love Vanquish. So I think it's kind of a good idea for people like me who've never tried Bayonetta and for people like you who've never tried Vanquish to be like, hey, you know what? You like this game? It's kind of like this game. You should try it. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's a smart way to get more fans of the other one. Like yeah. you said, like if they played Vanquish, they're mm-hmm. going to play Bayonetta and um, Bayonetta might be a little more technical on moves. So maybe they'll kind of progress and like it. Possibly. And then with Bayonetta, um, if you're really into those moves, maybe a more fun game is Vanquish because the play styles are different in Vanquish from the trailer we watched, which yeah. this game's coming at 4k graphics, which is awesome. So it's going to be, it looks great. And again, I really liked Vanquish. So I, I will probably get this just because that means I now have an updated version of, yeah, uh, like your other game. Um, uh, Dark I do, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we watched the Vanquish trailer. Well, we watched the trailer for the, the dual release and I forgot there was a game. Where yeah, you're just sliding a lot. It's almost like it almost looked like Gears of War, but you're sliding with little rocket boosters on your ankles, like cover to cover. Yeah, it is a. It's in a small way, it's similar to Gears of War because you're doing this cover-based system, but it's just high intensity. Was the opposite of like Gears of War. Gears of but War made yeah, it's slow clunky you're moving around it's kind of its thing is you're these big heavy warriors whereas this guy is just all about speed Wah! you just slide all over yeah. the place on his knees because he's got these like jet packs on like his legs so he just like drops to the ground and the jet packs kick in and he goes sliding across the ground on his like armor like like on his like armored knee yeah. so he's just rocketing back and forth at it's like low be, cover it's gonna be fun i and as long well you know how people hate re-released prices of full price $60. So we'll see what kind of the price they they release it at. Um, I think they already released it. It technically came out the 18th of February. So it came out two days ago. Um, should we see how much it costs? Yeah, if if they show it. Thirty nine ninety nine. So forty bucks, and both are remastered. And it is Bayonetta one. It is not Bayonetta two. Okay. Again, I've never played either one of them. Um, that's interesting. That that might be. 
this is I'm very interested, but it might be one of the ones where I wait until the price drops. But I also don't. It's only currently for I think PC as of like last year, and then just now it came out for Xbox and PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. And I don't have my Xbox back out yet, so there's almost no point in me buying it until I have my Xbox back out. Right. And by that time, the price might have dropped. And it will. The prices drop so fast on these games. Uh, I would expect it to drop very quickly. And that price, the thirty nine ninety nine, is the tenth anniversary bundle edition. So I think it comes with, um, I think it's a steel box or something, which may jack the price up. So if they release a standard like plastic case disc, right, maybe it'd be cheaper. Right. But yeah, cool. I'm excited. It's fun to see classic games re-released. Absolutely. So should we wrap it up there for video games and move on to maybe just a, a quick movie review or two? Yeah. All right. So I recently just saw Sonic and the new Harley Quinn movie. Oh, my God. Which Sonic did you see? Was it the old version or the new version? Well, obviously, the only the new version. <laughs> and I tell you what, the new version is great. And when I say new version, for those who don't know of the intense controversy that took place and how this movie had to get postponed, they released trailers of uh, the Sonic movie, and there was an incredible backlash over the internet. Uh, nobody liked the look of Sonic. It was not Sonic. It was some hideous monstrous creature that uh, they were calling Sonic. And I am so grateful that they stopped, they listened to the fan base, and they said, we can do better. What I don't get is, if you were at all a Sonic fan, you would have seen their version and been like, yeah, that doesn't look like Sonic. Do you know who produces this? Or who made this film? It wasn't Disney. It wasn't Sony. It wasn't Paramount. It was Sega. Sega made this film. Again, this wasn't something they sold off to Fox or some other, you know, uh, some other people that are like, oh, we can make a, you know, a Sonic movie. Sega made this. Just like now you know, Marvel started making their own stuff. So here's the picture from the wiki of right. the two. The, that picture doesn't look as bad when you're looking like straight on face. Yeah, straight on. When you start seeing the, the part where James Marston walks in and sees Sonic for the very first time and he freaks out, uh, it's a little more obvious why he's freaking out the first time you see it because he looks like a hideous monster. I think the hard part was they tried to make him too human. Yeah, they tried to make him too human. His body proportions were too like literally human. Like They had small arms, small legs, and all this different stuff. He looked like a tiny person that was just ugly. Very, very weird. Yeah, here's like one. Yeah, I mean, look at that. It looks, it looks it, so awful. His eyes are so tiny. But, okay. But let's. Uh, there's no reason to really recap yeah. the the horrendous. But the beginning. good thing is that they listened totally, and then they changed it. Some some people's uh, thought was that they did it on purpose to try to get more hype for the original. Well, you know what? Honestly, it worked. This is the number one grossing video game movie of all time. Uh, it broke the box office for the weekend. Like it was the number one for the weekend. Which, if you think about it, it got seventy million dollars in the first weekend alone. It's Sonic. That's it. It's just Sonic. And it's very funny. Okay, so so I went, I saw it with my son. And my son, I was already excited about this movie from the get-go. I was excited about this movie after that I learned that they were going to fix it and give us what we wanted. I saw the new trailers and I thought, this is Sonic. Let's go. 
So we showed up and we had a fantastic time. We got our slushies, we got our popcorn, we got Sonic up, the, up there running around, and he is just so much fun. Honestly, I can't imagine seeing this fun ball of energy and all of his quick whips that he's just, all these lines that he's saying all the time. He's dancing, he's just having a fun time. And when you see that and then try to reimagine what it would have looked like with the other weird looking creature, it wouldn't have worked. This fun, very bright character versus the dull hideous realistic looking creature that they were trying to go with it's like they don't line up oh like the personality and the look yeah, yeah. the personality and the, and the look they don't line up at all so i was but as the end result it's perfect the sonic that's on screen is dynamite and i love it he's very funny his interaction with james marston is very funny dr robotnik is Jim Carrey? Is Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey is full on 1990s Jim Carrey. I heard that he acted like his old self. Oh, it's so much fun! If you like Ace Ventura or anything like that, this is he's back, and he, it's so much fun. He uh, does this hilarious dance scene himself. There's, there's actually quite a bit of dancing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, he does this hilarious dance scene, and. Uh, my son and I were just laughing our heads off because, again, it's a very, very fun time. Um, and then the ending, I would okay, tell you okay. what, the whole, I'm not going to spoil anything, I promise. But like the whole entire movie I thought was good. I, I would give it a thumbs up as is. And then there's two scenes at the very end of the movie. One right before the credits, and the credits, by the way, are super cool. They recap the movie, but in like video game form. It's like you're playing the you're like playing, playing the, the movie, Sonic game? yeah. But it's like you're playing on a, like an old Sonic game, but playing through the movie, and it's super fun. So you just sit there and rewatch it, <laughs> and it's entertaining. Uh, and that's only lasts like four minutes, or whatever. And then they have one scene at the end. So that scene directly before the credits and the scene directly after the credits got the whole audience so jazzed. There was just a huge energy when we were all leaving, like. They need to come out with the second one right now because like it just gets you so amped and ready for the next film that even though you just watched a great film, you're ready for the next one to come out today. It's just it's very exciting. This is odd to me that they did a good job. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're bad. That they fixed it. it. But just they fixed it. But like, please tell me a good video game movie. Well, haven't you seen uh, that really great film called uh, Mario Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. No, I have not. It's because it doesn't exist. There is no good film called Mario Brothers. Um, oh, good Lord. Mario Brothers is such a disaster. I, I, I've recently watched some new re- YouTube recaps of like oh, what took place during that film. And it's like, who greenlit this movie to go out? Like, This is nothing at all relating to Mario. But anyways... Uh, I, again, I would give it two big thumbs up. You should totally go watch this film. It is I a blast. Definitely. I, hey, I I don't know if my daughter is old enough to go to the movie theater. That's understandable. But I will probably try to get this movie like rented or bought because um, I grew up like I bought my Sega Genesis and it was the Sonic Two package. Sure. And so I love Sonic. Um, I'm excited for this movie, and the more I hear news about it, I'm like, wow, wow, that's actually good. No, it's. I, I wasn't. Mm, I wasn't going 
going to, I don't go to movies much right now, but like I was, if I was single, I went, I've gone out of my way to go to the first day. Sure. But after hearing all these good reviews and the, I, I did hear that, you know, spoiler, the ending was amazing. Like it leads to a sequel mm-hmm. and uh, some characters and then people's kind of thought process on who else might be coming. Right. It was like pretty exciting. Well, it is. I, I, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but when those last two scenes happen, you're just like, oh, we need more now. Give it to me. <laughs> give, it, give me as much as you can give me. But then I guess it's wild to think that this video game movie did well. Yeah. And then it's probably done or will do so well that the sequel will be hopefully even better. I think the sequel will make more money than the current one did. And the current one is breaking box office left box office records left and right. Because I think that the sequel, this one did so good and got you so excited for the sequel that the sequel is just going to be gangbusters but um and i agree with you considering where they came from early last year to this point now it is a 180 it came from we don't think you'll make any money this is a total just disaster to home run you now have a universe that you could continue to build off of and make probably as many movies as you want but anyways um think it's saying that daily it's taken in 20 million or maybe that's to no it's made over 100 million so it yeah it made over what it cost to make yeah i think the cost to make was about 81 million that's probably that's after great. the reskins and everything else too um anyways so i'll move on to the second film that i watched and we can end the, the movie reviews the second movie i watched was the harley quinn movie Okay, so Birds of Prey. Well, technically, which, it is no longer called that. What? They, cha- <laughs> they changed. Oh, I haven't kept up on anything. They changed the name of the film after the film's release. How the fuck do you do that? Uh, you do it because you're a studio who has no idea what the fuck you are doing. Uh-oh. You produced are you saying a- that this is a... Everything about this movie is a disaster. <sighs> It's infuriating. Because here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to caveat this for anyone who wants to try to think that maybe I'm tanking it because of whatever bias I had against the movie. That's not true. I was very excited about this film. I, was I too. really like Suicide Squad. Okay, I liked. I was so entertained by it. Right. I think we so, both had absolutely talked about it. Me and my girlfriend both like Suicide Squad a lot. I know that is not the the overall opinion of Suicide Squad, most people dislike Suicide Squad. So for all of those people, you're going to hate this movie even more because I went into this movie with high hopes. Well, because DC has been having a rough time. They've been having a hit and miss record right now. They have a couple of huge hits that make a billion dollars like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and even Shazam did really good. I still need to watch this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. And then you have uh, Disasters which uh, have kind of tanked the whole entire franchise. And this is going to be one that will tank Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey forever. There will never be another Harley Quinn movie, period. Okay, so we get Birds of Prey trailer. Correct. Is it the same movie, or did they do a bunch of cuts and edits and stuff? They re-edited and refilmed the movie. You can tell. Oh, no. You can tell. No. Well, okay, so... So I, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, did you go... Did you research into what happened? 
No, I, I don't know oh. too much, but I do know that a lot of the fight scenes were refilmed and cut and put into it. So that's good. It's, it's actually a good thing, okay? Because those fight scenes that were reshot and put into it are actually very entertaining. The problem is, is they break up the consistency of the movie because they're not consistent with what was filmed, which is odd, and I'll explain it. Ugh. For instance, the director of the new fight scenes is the same guy who directed all the fight scenes from the John Wick series. Okay, so you have a positive. Absolutely. John Wick was very good. And those scenes you will blatantly be able to see when you are sitting in those seats, when you watch those fight scenes and you watch the incredible combat that's taking place. She's just beating the crap out of everybody in a very similar manner as if you were watching John Wick beat the crap out of everybody. She's able to take them all on with ease. A little too much ease, in my opinion, due to the fact that, like, why the hell is everyone only taking on her one at a time? Yeah. And where are all their guns? Because all these bad guys should, ha- or cops, because she's beating up both, should have weapons. And no one, even though they have weapons, fires. And it's just, it's just so weird. Anyways, and then you have like the end battle, the climactic end battle, which is a disaster because it was from the previously filmed fights. And when you watch that versus what you watched earlier in the film, you're like, why is the end so much worse? And then I did a little bit of, a tiny bit of research in a recap and I found out that that's why. Because it feels so weird. Like you watch some awesome fight scenes and then at the end you're like, I don't get it. This is it. This was the climactic ending. This is terrible. But anyways, to do a very quick recap. Dude, I mean, are all the people from Birds of Prey in it? Um, uh, or did they cut? Kind of. So, so I'll, I'll explain. Oh, my God. Kind what of. did they do? So I'll, I'll kind of explain it. So uh, they renamed this movie uh, after its release because it was doing so terrible. They were trying to figure out why the ticket sales were bad. Um, it's because, one, your marketing was horrific. Your trailers were horrific. Nobody wanted to see it because the majority of people did not like Suicide Squad, unlike myself. So there's no reason why they want to watch this. And then you produced very bad trailers. So now they definitely don't want to watch it. And then they released the film. Anyone who has seen the film can then go back and uh, do the reviews and say, this is hot garbage. The writing and story plot of this movie is pointless. The characters of this are stupid and unentertaining. The only two people of this entire film that are entertaining and worthwhile... I'll, I'll give you three. There's three people in this movie that are really good. Harley Quinn herself is still Harley Quinn, and she's still very good. If you like Harley Quinn in the other films, or I guess other film, Suicide Squad, she's still cool in this one. She's still good in this one. Well, she's in Batman vs. Superman, right? Uh, she's not. Batman is in Suicide Squad, so he punches her in the face and oh, stuff okay. like that, but that's not... Like she's not in his oh, okay. movie. She, he's in her movie. Um, Black Canary, her character is pretty cool. They don't give you enough of her, and they don't reveal her superpower until the very end of the movie. So you have no idea she even has superpowers. And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, they're like, use your power. And then they, she, they, she does it, and you're like, well, 
this doesn't count anymore. This is like a, a cheating mechanism. You can't just pull out some power out of your ass right at the last second and say, oh, I can do this, by the way. It's like, get out of here. If you you should at least let the audience know that this is an option. I get that maybe like lore people who are looking at the comics would know that. But for the general audience, because that is mainly the people who go and see these films, who are sitting in that audience, to them, it's a shock factor. Like, I don't get it. She's had this power the whole time. But go, go what were you about to ask? Was, was she in Arrow? Because there was a couple characters in Arrow that I yeah. thought might be. Yeah, the Black Canary, I'm pretty sure, is in uh, Arrow. Okay. She has the screaming ability where, you can, I, where she can scream. And like, I just I didn't make it that far in Arrow. Because sure. It just got too CW, but I totally understand. It was just too too much drama. Like absolutely, oh my gosh. it's it's just the, the whole first couple seasons of Arrow are really good. Yeah, and then it kind of started getting too dramatic. Yeah, um, soap opera. Was there a red canary or something? There is uh, no, not a red, a black and white canary. Maybe okay. Yeah, there's a white one I and just, a black. one. I just remember the word canary being in right. the, the last seasons I was mm-hmm. watching. Okay, yeah. I think they're two sisters. Uh, either way. The actual birds of prey. Oh, and then there was, you said there was a third one that was like was Black Canary, Harley Quinn, and who else? Oh, and then the villain himself, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, his character is dumb. I don't like the character. Uh, at the same time, he plays the hell out of it, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how else to describe it. Like, he does a really good job with what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining. At the same time... You don't like that character. Like, you think that character is a piece of shit who should be shot in the face today. You know what I mean? So when he does die, you're like, good riddance, get out of here. But it's also kind of how you feel about the rest of the characters. The rest of the characters, it's just bad guys fighting bad guys. You don't like any of them. The only person who you kind of like is uh, Harley Quinn. And even then, you're like, she's still a murderer. She's still a Mm. bad guy. There's nothing good about her. I, it's just kind of weird. I don't know what to tell you. But um, I don't know. To, in my, I guess, to, I'm just going to wrap it up really quickly because uh, I, I could go into the fact that their costumes are horrendous. The fight scenes at the end are horrendous. The plot is terrible. They destroy a lot of the characters, if you know any of them. For instance, uh, Cassandra Kane, who's this little tiny girl in it, who turns into be one of the Batgirls in the lore. That will never happen because she has one of the worst characters ever created. So you will never see her in the th- in, in the movie again. You'll never see Huntress in a movie ever again because her character is ta- terrible. You'll never see uh, Black Canary ever again because she's attached to all these characters. You might see Harley Quinn because she's still on her own is good. But you will never see anybody else ever again that is in this film. Because this film is terrible. And because of its stain of this film, anyone that's in it, will never be in another film again. So you're saying like they've ruined a sequel totally or anybody future like going forward. There will never be anyone else from this film in any other film again. There will never be a Birds of Prey 2. They will never give like even on like that whole Warner Brothers like uh channel that they got going on, there won't they'll never release like a TV series for that or anything like that with like Birds of Prey. The costumes are terrible. Everything's terrible about it. It's, it's god-awful. The characters are the worst part. As soon as you hear or watch, like, the Huntress, she's supposed to be super badass. She's supposed to be so cool. And then you see her, like, she's awkward. She's cringy. She's dumb. Every, there's so much cringe in this movie. Like, I, why? 
Why are you ruining characters? Let them be cool. Let them be cool. But anyways. So that's the thing, though, because like Suicide Squad was a similar thing. You have a bunch of bad guys yeah. going against a bad guy. Yeah. But, but they're cool. They were. Like, somehow you, like... Will Smith end, is cool. At the end, you were cheering for him. Absolutely. And you actually liked him. True. I mean, that's, that's it, is when they're cool, it's hard not... To, well, first of all, also, if there's a worse bad guy, who's going to destroy the whole entire planet? If your guys are technically trying to save the planet, it doesn't even matter if they're bad guys anymore. Plus, again... Will Smith is awesome. Margot Robbie uh, and you know was awesome. Who is the 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 guy from Mexico who the Diablo guy? Yeah. I had never heard of his character before. So when he He's did that, funny. that was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of really cool stuff in it. That boomerang guy, he was entertaining and funny. He was like drinking beers and he's got his little uh, unicorn and stuff like that. But yeah, like I think at, toward the end, like at the last fight, one of them was almost dying, and you were kind of feeling bad. I mean, totally. they made you like them. Absolutely. There's a lot of really cool stuff in it. And for those who hated Jared Leto's character, he's better than every single person in this entire film by far. If you just cut out every single scene that he is in uh, and just said, this movie, like these four minutes that he's in this one film, blow away your entire film. So if you hate this, you're really going to hate uh, Have The you Birds seen of Prey. The unedited or is there an unedited version There's of a director's Suicide cut, Squad yeah. with I, more of Leto cuz he was supposed yeah, to be in more. Yeah, I I own it. It's really good. Okay, oh, okay. Again, this is coming from somebody who already liked the original Suicide Squad, an extended version with more Leto and more Marco Robbie and more violent scenes. It's far more entertaining to me. I would just suggest well, only I watching think that. People um Unless you were into the comics, people aren't used to that kind of Joker, right? Mm-hmm. He's a different Joker than what's been around before. Sure. But I think he's similar to what was in a comic series. Well, th- there's different versions yeah. of the Joker as you know as it is. Uh, but at the same time, they, I don't know. He's not that, he looks different. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. He physically looks different. Uh, he looks more punk versus... Yeah. Uh, they, they tried to modernize him up by adding like tattoos to him and like uh, uh, like the, the, the teeth, the, the, yeah, the, the grill, all this different stuff. But um, and 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 maybe there was no way that they could make any sort of Joker after Heath Ledger because people had just this vision that Heath Ledger was like the only Joker that should ever exist. And it's Absolutely. Like, no, there's more world. There's more versions. Like look at Spider Man. There's like six different Spider Mans now. Right. And people just won't let that go. Right. I, I think that he had a hard wall to try to climb due to the fact that we probably saw the greatest Joker of all time just take place. And now he has to be the next one. So he tried to go in a completely different direction. He tried to do a very different laugh than like the Joker laughs we've heard in the past. He, they went with a very different look for him. And uh, people as a whole kind of rejected it. They didn't like it. But they also didn't explain him too much in the movie. I, I'll give you that, too. I mean, hey, he's also barely in the movie. He's in yeah, all of the trailers. Yes. And then the movie came out, and he's, like, not in it. That's what I mean. And do you remember when we walked out of Batman vs. Superman, which I think is the first time I've seen Alec, or what's his name? Uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck play Superman. Sure. Or play Batman. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, they have no back- There's no like, backstory. There's nothing no back- here. Like, I'm like, why is he mad at Superman? Absolutely. Like, what... There's no lore and there. And you were like, uh, Superman just destroyed a city. I'm like, yeah, but they don't tell you anything. They don't tell you shit. And so I didn't like him as Batman. Right. But I Because he's kind of a bad guy in that movie. The way he's so aggressive and he's so mean. 
Yeah, but like I had no backstory as to why. Sure. And, and then, then you watched, yeah, the director physically looks like a really good Batman, right? But then his acting was so poor, I like, don't know. and that might not be his acting. Sorry, that might be the script. The oh. script could have been horrible. I don't know because he didn't talk a whole lot. I hear you. I personally liked him, but that was just my personal preference, and it might have just been my own prejudice towards him, thinking that I liked well, him you anyways. Do have him on your wall. Yeah, he's he's above my bed when I sleep. <laughs> but <laughs> please look down on me. <laughs> but I mean, like, so I I liked it, but also again, I'm heavily in the minority a lot of people didn't like him and of course as soon as they cut him from batman all of a sudden people came out and said why are you cutting him we need we need him we like him a lot and you're like well hey you guys all said you hated him and now as soon as we cut him you're like oh whoa, 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 what are you doing <laughs> but it is what it is i just i liked him as a batman sure. i just wanted uh i i think a better script would have been better. The, the, that's the problem is warner brothers has been making poor movies recently when it comes to dc and it's very frustrating because it's not like the characters are bad. It's not even like the actors are bad. It's that you don't know how to make a good movie. Why? So, oh, but by, by you can't make a good movie, that's excluding the Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman movies. Okay, well, hang on. I was going to ask about this. <laughs> so now Wonder Woman was then redone, right? Oh, the, the one that's about to come out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was reshot. So it's reshot. Yeah. Are you worried about that movie? I don't know. They've been doing a lot of reshoots. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, uh, it. So, back in the old Marvel universe, like the one that just ended. Uh, you, okay, go on. The Avengers one. Yes. You almost couldn't have a bad one. It was like, even though that we were... There are bad ones in it, but it's hard to even give it a bad vote because... Like, R- R- Ragnarok was entertaining... I didn't think it was a good uh, movie for the universe. I felt the same way. Um, but it was a fine movie, right? Like, sure. On its own, it's funny. People love it. Whatever. Yeah. But like in the DC world, it's like you're swinging under 50-50. Yes. And so like with Wonder Woman reshot multiple times. And it's now scary. It's like, I'll totally give you that. It's scary. I don't know if it's going to like, I'm worried. Yeah. I like the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. The trailer great. looks great. So uh, be- based on the trailer... Based on the previous Wonder Woman. She almost seems like James Bond. I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm not remembering the trailer, but she like... I guess the main thing that pops in my head is when she does that huge jump in slow motion. That whole scene is super cool. Like when she freaking hits the bullet with her wrist guard thing. Yeah. Yeah, It reminds me of the Matrix. mm -hmm. It's pretty good. I I like it a lot. I'm kind of excited for it, but you're right. It is kind of worrying considering how poor of a record. It's incredible. How poor a record that they have. I don't get how it's possible. I'm wondering, so the Chinese market has been kind of um, helping, like especially the MCU, right? Yes. Where maybe... The numbers, yeah. Yep. Maybe me or you didn't like a movie, um, but in China it was it did fantastic. Right, right. I'm wondering... It's kind of hard to produce a bad movie now that's a big budget like that. that if you can release it in China... It helps save your movie. Yeah, like, it did Birds of Prey get released in China? And given it's not the best time... It is having... It's it's horrific across the board. Like, it's, it did bad domestically, and it's doing bad worldwide as well. It's actually doing worse worldwide than it's doing uh, I'm just at home. curious, like, if... Yeah, if they were able to um, get any saving numbers anywhere else. They weren't. Hmm. They were not... And they tried to change, again, just to do a quick recap. I don't understand how they... They changed the name from 
Birds of Prey and the fabulous uh, emancipation of the one Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn to Harley Quinn colon, when I say not the word colon, but colon. So Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Why, why did they call it Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation? Well, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have at all. Because the Birds of Prey are barely in it. It's a 100% mm-hmm. uh, Harley Quinn movie that features some other characters that turn into something that they call the Birds of Prey. Uh, so when they renamed it after the release to try to make it so it's easier for people to buy movie tickets online to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, uh, that makes more sense. What It was should have been the name right from the get-go, but they got too cocky and started naming it all sorts of weird things. It's such a long name. It's a dumb. It's dumb. They're just, they were smelling their own farts. Like, this is so cool. We're doing the best thing ever. Look at our amazing movie. We're doing this and this and this, and we're going to name it this incredibly long name. And it's like, everything you just did was terrible. And now Sonic is just beating your dead body because he is trouncing. I guess it came out like a week and a half ago. It came out a week ago, I think. It came out a week ago, which was right before Sonic. And honestly, when that first Sonic trailer released, they had nothing to worry about. But now the new actual film is out and airing. No one will ever watch your movie again because a much better movie, or a far more entertaining movie is out there right now making gangbuster money. So Birds of Prey, to date, in the UK, made 3700 In the UK. In the UK. In Hong sure. Kong, it made 863000 Not even a million dollars. Wow. Well, again, it just... It is what it is. I, so, world, so domestic, it made $61 million, Right. No, less than Sonic. Nobody likes this movie. Nobody wants to see this movie, and I'm telling you, I'm, please I'm not do not waste your time to and watch this movie. In a very short time, I mean a very short time, it will be available on Netflix for free. Just wait, okay? Wait for it to watch on Netflix for free. And actually, at that point, you might even find it entertaining. Because when it's for free in your home versus paying you know, 50 bucks for popcorn, movie tickets, and all this different stuff, and you're done with this whole entire event, you're going to be incredibly disappointed when you leave that film and have spent all this money, wasted this time, all this different stuff. Versus if you're having a lazy Saturday afternoon at home, it's not going to be that bad. You might even give it a, hey, that was pretty cool. But uh, you will not like it at all if you try to go to the theater. I've been talking a lot about uh, the stuff that I'm playing and like the the movies i've been watching let's get to your video game book that you've been reading your video game novel that you've been reading novels steve novels oh my gosh i'm just plowing through books wow i'm considered a bookworm now interesting yeah wow we got ourselves a reader here folks my legs are leaving (laughs) i'm turning into like a man mermaid a man made what do you i don't know a merman a merman that's what it is yeah (laughs) um so me and my wife got each other Kindle, paper whites, paper whites, paper lights um, uh-huh. for Christmas. Um, and once I got that, I started to look up books about video games I was interested in that I knew had some lore behind them. Sure. Um, and I kind of, I remember texting you, asking you something, and you said, check out the Gears of War books. Yeah. Um, so one weekend I went on a rampage and I was, I looked up, <clears throat> there's no Hydro Thunder books I can find. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So then the next game on my list is Legacy of Cain. I looked up those and there was no There's official. No hydro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some lore behind you know each driver. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go on. Go on. Um, so I looked up the Legacy of Cain series. There was like a small stint of kind of comics that were released. Okay. Um, but really nothing major. But not, not like novels or anything. Yeah, no. And there's a lot. They could take the games and make a giant book series about it. I'm sure. The developer in his new game, um, Dead House, Dead House, Dead House Sonata, mm-hmm. he's creating tons of lore. He's having like a old school lore creator um, create content for that game. So there, it's almost like a bl- old Blizzard game. Where there's just tons of info, so if you really want to dig into it, you can. I'm surprised they haven't done that with the Legacy of Kane series. Mm-hmm. Now the games do give you a lot of content, um, but because of that, there's no real book. However, there's been a couple of fan created books and series that I then downloaded, and I've been crushing through. I'm gonna just botch these guys' names, but. Um, the the two I just finished were from Andreas Leachim. Sure. And the, the the first book that I read was called Mortality, and that literally gives you the background on um, Mortanius and Mobius and how they became part of the the pillars as um, humans. Sure. And then I mean it was years and years, centuries before Cain was even a a thought. Really. Yeah. Okay. And how they develop their powers, because each pillar has their own power. Um, and then Cain comes in, they they um, which is the start of the first game, Blood Omen Legacy of Cain. Mm-hmm. And they manipulate him to do kind of some, to kill members of the pillar. But then there's like this time jumping. I mean, it gets a little wild in the ti- in the timeline. <coughs> When you say time jumping, it's just because you're having different stories going on at the same time, No, correct? so, so um, Mortanius mm-hmm. is the like the pillar of time, and so he had created a time machine. Oh, um, so it's actual time jumping. They're actually yeah, moving through time. So okay. there's a couple fan websites that then lay out the games sure. and where they are in the timeline, because in the games, they'll jump, like, obviously the games take place when Kane's alive. Right. So when Kane kills everybody... And he takes control of the time machine. He sees the future or the past, and then he manipulates um, time uh, points in time so that it kind of goes to where he wants it to. I see. And so in the games, it'll jump around where like there's a, a huge like vampire, um, and he he gets killed right. back in this book. Mm-hmm. So back before Cain, or um, that's just one example. But then all of a sudden, he's alive again in one of the other games. And I'm sitting here going, what the shit? How is it possible, right? Yeah. And then you, you kind of start reading because the story can kind of get a little confusing with the time jumping. The next, uh, I love that book. That was really fun to get a background um, on those people and how the pillars became so corrupted and why Kane got brought in. Because mm-hmm. he was just like some random guy. They kind of grabbed him because he fit his personality on revenge and stuff. Makes sense. The second book was super short. Um, it's called Blood Brothers. And that takes place when Soul Reaver 1 started. So the book starts where they throw Raziel into the pit. And then the book... And I think he's the coolest looking, but I understand. He's the coolest, but I don't fully understand that story yet. Gotcha. 
Um, and then the book ends when he comes back to start taking out his... So there's... <clears throat> he gets thrown in by his brothers. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny is Cain is the, the master, right? He's the main vampire. Sure. He raises six dead lieutenants that were in the vampire hunting of, um, oh my gosh, the Seraphan. So that the Seraphan kill vampires. They, uh, they had died. Mm-hmm. He raises the six dead, like top lieutenants mm-hmm. and he makes them his vampire lieutenants. Okay. And they don't know that. They only know that they're his sons. Oh. And they are each then like taking control. They're the, he's the top vampire. They're the next six. They all have their own little cities and mm-hmm. their own, they've made their own kind of people. Mm-hmm. And then Raziel, they all kind of start evolving. And the funny part is like Kane already knows this, right? He's seen into the future. And so when Raziel comes to him with wings, he knows that he's already going to do this. Mm. So he's not, all the brothers are looking at him like, he's not surprised. He's not saying anything. Why wouldn't he help him? And he just like, you know, tears his ring, wings, chucks him into the pit. And then walks away like he doesn't care. And the, but then all the other brothers start evolving into certain things. One starts being able to swim underwater. And you know how vampires don't like water. Right. But this book goes into detail on how that became, right? So they, they slowly evolve themselves into having a certain ability. Very cool. But then Raziel comes back and just fucking slays them all. Um, and that's, that's this book. It's pretty short. It's, it's a fun read. I'm... There's another fan fiction where this guy wrote six or eight books, um, kind of in that same series. And I think his name, he's on like a website called Fan Fiction, and his name is Kijo Kida. And he has, like I said, a ton of books. So I'm going to, once I start, finish this next book I'm going to tell you, because you told me about, mm-hmm. like Gears of War, I'll probably start those books. Um, and it's interesting, because obviously these are just fans who created it, so it's a twist of their bias or their thought on how the story goes plus what's given to them via the games. Sure. But it's still fun to soak up all this content because I played most of the games, but mm-hmm. I didn't – I don't remember the story. Like even Blood Omen Legacy of Kane 1, I love the game. I don't remember mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember that you jump around the story, the time. I mm-hmm. didn't remember that happened. But reading some people's posts about it, yeah uh, – I totally forgot. Right. So it's fun to get uh, a book is easier for me to kind of comprehend than than playing the game and kind of trying to figure it out. I understand. But the Gears of War book, I I'm like just over fifty percent through it. You had told me to read it, and it's the first one. Luckily, I got the first one of the series, uh, Asphalt Fields. Yes. So how do you feel about it so far? Um, I'm a little confused mm-hmm. because. I, I only know the main characters, and they kind of have nicknames for certain things and people and um, bad guys. And then there's places, and the problem I really found is it's because this book takes place between Gears 1 game and Gears 2 game, right? Because they do, it takes place between those, I think, but then they throw back to taking the um, hammer. Of- yeah, I think you're right. I think you are right. It's definitely, there's a huge throwback to, uh, essentially, it's a prequel to the whole entire video game series. What's it called? The Hammer of... Well, the Hammer of Dawn hammer is of Dawn. the 
The satellite. Yeah, is the satellite. They're shooting to try to basically take out whole entire cities and stuff like that to try to wipe out the grubs. So they're sacrificing their own cities and stuff like that just to stop this uh, in, in infestation. And it's working, technically, but of course they're also losing all of their own cities in the process. But Because um, I, I played... And that's called... Or no, that's not E-Day. E-Day is Emergence Day, when they yep. very first show up, the, the grubs, the, the locust. When they show up the very first time, the humans are taken completely by surprise. They don't understand okay, what so the hell is going on. Go just, on. Just for my backstory, mm-hmm. I bought Gears of War 1. Sure. I did not finish the single-player game. Oh, okay. I really just played multiplayer with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Gears 2. I played multiplayer. I did not play the story, so I don't really have a good background on the story. Gotcha. You then told me yesterday that this doesn't take place on Earth. Right. Gears of War does not, is not uh, on Earth. It's on a fictional planet, and the planet is hollow. And Are you saying the planet is called hollow or the planet is hollow? No, the planet itself is, is hollow. There's, and the humans don't know that. They, they live on the planet, and they on have the been surface. living here. Yeah, on the surface of the planet. They've been living here for you know, forever. I, I don't know how many centuries. And uh, these evolved creatures under the ground, and there's, they've just been living basically on the opposite side of the surface for a very long time. And they've both been living on opposite sides of the surface with no issue with each other for eons until the humans have, they've been drilling down, getting this stuff called emulsion, which is essentially like a hybrid of lava and oil. Okay. They use it to fuel all of their um, everything, like all their vehicles, all, anything that needs energy, they use emulsion. Um, I Again, I don't know the, the science behind it. I don't know if they even try to explain it, but it's definitely a hybrid of straight-up lava and oil. Uh, if you fall in it, you get, you know, you're burning up to smids and stuff like that. Uh, well, they're constant drilling and constant need for more and more emulsion because the humans are are at war with each other and so it's just it kind of portrays the current earth i mean in, in a way because yeah because yeah, there's these heightened wars that are going back and forth so they need more resources and more fuel to be able to combat the enemy so they're you know anyways this process has messed up the way that their little planet is so Underneath the ground, one, they're drilling into these hives and stuff like that, and these creatures are coming out, which no one's ever seen before. But the creatures under the ground start figuring out what's happening. They've kind of been spying on the humans. And they, their queen has decided, and this, this is what Emulsion Day is, or not Emulsion, Emergence, Emergence Day is, is they decide, we're going to take the surface. We're going to take the surface. They don't know we're down here. We're bigger. We're stronger. Our skin is tougher. They're just little bags of meat. We can just rip them to shreds. Let's go up there and take the surface. We don't have to be under this ground anymore. Do you know how much better it is up there? Look up there. So anyways, they go up and they have these like crazy dinosaur creatures and all sorts of stuff. And they have... So where did you get that background? Uh, That's just... 
Is that in a book or the game or? It's kind of everything. Okay. It's so kind of a, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a combo of everything. Oh. It's a combo. They give a brief coverall story, like in the very first game, and they kind of do a recap, I think, in the second game. And the books just dive deeper and all this okay. kind of stuff. Yeah, keep going. But uh, anyway, so Emergence Day happens. They come up. The humans are just at war with each other. They have no idea what's going on. The grubs come out of the ground, the locust. And when they when they come out, they just start wiping out cities and wiping out humans because they have no idea how to combat these guys. They have no idea what's going on. They're hideous. They're horrific. Basically, nightmares have come alive, and they're attacking the entire surface. So humans, no matter what kind of wars they were in the middle of, it's kind of like when you have like an alien invasion. Uh, no matter what's going on right now, we need to focus on a common enemy. So, but the problem is, is the locusts are spreading so fast, so quick, the humans have no idea what to do. So they panic and decide basically to start nuking everything to wipe them out. And that's where the Hammer of Dawn comes in, which is the satellite system, which they then beam the earth with it. And they just start, well, I say Earth, but their, their planet. I don't even know what they call their planet. But they, they start beaming their planet and just wiping out whole cities and whole patches. Basically, anything that's been taken over by the locust and just nuking them all. They did mention in the beginning of the book um, that there had been, like, yeah, nukes placed. Because they said, well, well, we haven't seen too many from this area again after we blew it up. Right, because what they, what they ended up doing in the very first game... Actually, not the very first game. The second. I'm kind of confused by the timeline myself. It's been a while. Yeah, it's either. Yeah, it has been a while. It's either the first game or the second game. You go underground with your squad, and you bring the nukes to them because you smoking the surface doesn't stop them. No, it yeah. kills whatever's on the surface, but that doesn't help you. It only technically kind of helps them. Yeah. Granted, maybe you killed hundreds of their people, but you also took out one of your cities. So congrats, they win again. So when you start taking the nukes down to them, one, you're on their territory, which is odd and alien to you. You don't understand it. Uh, But once you bring the nukes to them, that's a different story altogether. You can start wiping them out from underneath the surface. So, yeah, I mean, I read every night. So I uh, obviously I get like five minutes of reading and then like the Kindle's whacking me in the face because I'm falling asleep. <laughs> but um, I love going to bed now because I know it's time to read. That's awesome. And um, at least these books, I feel like she did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. There's some. It took me a while to figure out like the italicized portions are like thoughts that that one person's having. Sure. And there's another like lighter font that is. Uh, the past. Mm-hmm. So they just, I had to figure that out on my own, which isn't too hard, but it right. took me a couple like readings of what? Yeah. And, oh, this is what they're thinking. It's not what they're saying. Right. Yeah. When I see her write, because I've read so many of Karen Travis's books, she's the author of, of not only the Gears of War series, but also a lot of Star Wars stuff. When I see her write, I'm used to it. So I know exactly what's happening, but I completely understood. Like when you said, I was confused in some parts. I knew exactly what you meant because I was like, yep, this is the part what he's referring to. Like when they have like these like opening chunks to, like, to the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. And it's just like, she does this all the time with all of her openings of every single chapter. She'll have like a chunk of like some like radio station talking about something yeah. or something like that happening. So it's just, it's outside the timeline, but like a different perspective of what's taking place in your world right now that you're kind of going to be reading about. 
Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying this book. It's kind of fun to have. I'll probably keep. You said the the book series is good enough. Um, obviously, the first one was the best, but you, you you did say the book series was worth reading. I think so, especially. Okay, so. I kind of fell in love with Gears after Gears 2. The first Gears came out, and I wasn't really interested. I know that you and Koi liked it and some other... But I wasn't hardcore into it. No. Like, they almost not went pro, but they played it. They played it a lot. And uh, I thought... I I just didn't really care for it. It wasn't that big of a deal to me, whereas I really liked Halo at the time. Okay. So my thing, my style of play Mm -hmm. is I love co-op. Sure. So Gears was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I bought it, I think everybody else went to a different game. Mm-hmm. We did play Horde mode a lot, where the locust like you know yeah. waves. Yeah, um, and that's what Gears Two. I don't know. Well, I think Horde's in all of them. I'm pretty okay. sure. And Not I, the first one, though. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think it was. It's possible. You, may, you might be right. These listeners are going to call in and <laughs> be like, "You guys are dumb. Did you even play Gears War?" But uh, I only I played a lot of Horde. But I kind of mainly started on number two, so it makes sense if I wasn't uh, aware of that scenario. Okay, so my Xbox One was a Gears of War edition because it was fifty bucks cheaper. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I got with it. Sure, if it was just DLC or whatever. But mm-hmm. a new Gears of War has come out since. A lot of new Gears of Wars have come out since. How many? So there's no, no, no. like there's I have an three. Xbox one. No, I hear you. Oh. So I think only one, I think five came out recently, right? So, yes, recently. So there's three in the original trilogy. Oh, okay. And then they came out with like a prequel that stars Baird. And you, oh, he's in the book. He's in the book, yeah. The, the author really likes Baird a lot. Um, she turns this asshole into somebody that she actually kind of like, which is interesting because you really don't like him at all in the first books. But then because the author really likes him, they start changing his character oh. <laughs> in the in the games. But in, is, the, in the original trilogy, you don't like him at all. He's just an asshole. This is interesting where um, since the book was written kind of with the game in mind, mm-hmm. like along with it, mm-hmm. you almost have to play the game, read the book. Play the game, read the book, like yeah, to get all of the especially flow and content in between two and three. Those games, there is a huge jump, and there's all these new characters that take place in between Gears of War two and Gears of War three. I remember when I first put in Gears of War three, all I could think is, how is anyone supposed to know who any of these characters are? How the hell did they get here? How did any of this stuff happen? Was it only because of a book? There's just like there's like three books in between, and that's kind of the crazy oh, part. Wow. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a, there's several books in between uh, number two and number three. So it's like, wow, what a you know, give us a good hard recap of what the hell just happened. Yeah, no joke. Don't just throw us into this fray like that. Okay, go on. Did you get the new Gears of War? Uh, yes, I I have um, the current one. There has been. Two so far in the new trilogy or new series. Who knows how many they'll make. And there was, again, there was a prequel. So there's original trilogy, prequel, and then now the current series. Okay, okay. So, so there's, now there's six total. Six games. And that's not including, like, DLC add-ons. Because there's some, like, full game DLC add-ons, which are also, like, prequels and, you know, side missions. With, other, with extra characters. I was yeah. going to say, like, maybe I should go back and play them 
but there's a lot. I don't know if I unless they remastered and re-released like everything built in. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna go on my way to go buy a bunch of extra DLC. Uh, I'm trying to think when because there was one really cool DLC, but I can't remember which. I think it's attached to number three. I think that's where my Xbox came with was like a like the Gears of War three because four was coming out at that time, so three years ago. There's more. If you have an Xbox One, it wouldn't have been a part of the original trilogy. Was it would have been part of the new new series. Oh. And that stars Marcus Phoenix's son. Marcus Phoenix is the main character of the first trilogy. Okay. It would be a spoiler for me, but did he get with that Strand daughter? I don't, I don't want to. It would be, <laughs> be spoiling it. Oh, It would be, be spoiling all your stuff. Interesting. Okay, so, yeah. Um so there's a new trilogy. He ends up with the most obvious character. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Bernie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, so the, there's the original trilogy, and does it wrap, like, did they wrap that story up? Yeah. And now there's this new trilogy. Is yeah. this just a progression? It is. Okay, so it's, it's not just, like it's a whole new No, yeah, world, they're or? just continuing the story, but, but like, decades it, later. But is Marcus dead? Like, did they passed it down? Uh, if they would have killed Marcus, I don't know if I would have cared. Uh, or maybe I wasn't interested in this new series because Marcus wasn't the main character. So I didn't get it right away. I, I wasn't gung ho to be on this ship and be ready to just start playing these games again. Cause in my mind, the series was done. I didn't need to get involved anymore. And, uh, I started playing the first one of this new series, uh, starring his son and out came old man Phoenix and when I say old man, I mean, he's probably like in his 60s. But old man Phoenix was just so cool to me. I was like, God, he's even better now than he was before. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of got back into it immediately again because uh, I thought, he's here. He's still here. And they got Baird. Baird's old. All these other characters are old. Uh, Dom's, uh, well, never mind. I don't want to spoil anything. But either way. So who's this guy in the front? That's Marcus Phoenix. That Marcus. Of the original trilogies, that's all Marcus Phoenix on the front. That's there. what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, that, that's Baird there in the, the prequel. Oh, that's Judgment's the prequel? Correct. And then this is the remaster of the yep. original. And so, it's, the remaster is totally worth the money for those who are thinking, like, well, I already have Gears of War 1. Why would I want to buy a remaster? The remaster is so much better because they reshoot or, I guess, reanimate whole scenes and it looks drastically better. They also say here at the bottom, um, there's new content, including five campaign chapters never released. I guess I... Com- so it'd be a, like a DLC on yeah, its own. Yeah, I guess I completely forgot about that. There's um, extra content in there. I just knew that they redid a lot of stuff. And then as you can see there, that, that main character... Yeah, son. number four. That's his son. Oh, yeah, JD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it makes me sad that I did not get this into it when it was released, like why I didn't read the books and why I wasn't, I, and I can't remember if I just, um, I was single and free at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had an Xbox 360. You know, what got me into Gears of War was this book. So you might be on the Gears of War train after you get done with this book. (laughs) It's just fun to like play a game, but then it gives you more content to dive deeper into the world. Like, Harry Potter was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I read the books. I watched the movies. Mm-hmm. I went to the, the place. And now, like, there's not much. There's no more 
right? It's yeah. done. Like mm-hmm. they keep. I don't want to hear her tweets about her changing things from the original. Right. It's unnecessary. The new movies, um, the Beast movies, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't like. Okay. So it's like that. It's de- it's dead and gone now. That's kind of how I feel about Star Wars right now because like when all these like this new trilogy came out, I didn't like the new trilogy. I didn't like its feel. I didn't like a lot of the characters that were in it. Was the new movie already out? Yeah, they're all done with all the the Star Wars stuff. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. No, not. I mean, that's not true. I was about to say not many people have. A lot of people have seen it. Obviously, they made they made I'm behind. Yeah, they made a billion dollars, but they didn't make two billion dollars. So people are going to be fired over it. But anyways, um, okay. So, so you've played four. Yeah. Have you beat it? Yeah. So from f- so f- there's going to be. I didn't realize that there's there's a, there's a five four. right now. Yeah. There's a five I, available today. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then there's going to be a six. Most likely. Probably I haven't beat Xbox, I haven't beat five yet. New Xbox. I know that there's going to be more. Um, dang, is it fun? Co-op? Have you played co-op on five? Five is amazing. I think we even discussed this to be honest um, in a one of the last two podcasts. Is that uh, my son and I are playing through Gears of War five together? He's young. Um, so you're probably thinking, well, he's playing a very mature game. I turned off all the mature content, so there's no cursing in it and there's no blood in it. So like, uh, for instance, if you want to chainsaw somebody, it's sparks and stuff coming off of their armor instead of just like, you know, oozing blood all over the place. Uh, or if you shoot somebody that the sparks are sparking off their armor. So it's, it's less, there's obviously a lot of score and mature content in it. Um, and the best part of it is what he likes to do is you, you do you remember that little droid they have kind of hovering around with you? Jack. Yeah, Jack. Well, they have a new Jack. And your secondary person can either play as a human, which is probably the vast majority of what people play is, you know, multiple you know, humans out there running around shooting stuff, or you can be little Jack, who is an assistant who picks up guns and brings them to you or heals you or Stuff wait, wait, like wait. that opens doors. He, you can a second player can do that. Yeah, you know that's very Nintendo like. It's very Nintendo like. Do you, you get that right? You get what I'm going at. Like, yeah, they were thinking when they did that. Yeah, they were totally thinking because I can turn off all the mature content. He can run as Jack as my little buddy to help me out. And it's perfect. It's right up his alley. It's perfect for me because I can have somebody who heals me when I fall down or bring me guns or, you know, also he's got like these like weapons and shockers and all this different stuff. So he thinks it's so funny to fly over and they start shocking a bunch and electrocuting these, uh, these, uh, monsters and stuff like that. But you can also be another human. Yes. You can totally be another human. Oh man. They were smart when they did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazon has it for 29 bucks. It's new. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. I like it a lot. I have not finished it yet, but I haven't finished it yet just because I'm running on pace with him. I don't want to play without him. I would have already beaten it by now if I was just trying to play by myself, but he doesn't always want to play it. He's got a bunch of different games he likes playing, so every now and then he'll like, hey, you want to play games? I'm like, yeah. You want to play Gears of War 5? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not playing it by myself. Dang. Well, I need to get my basement TV up because uh, I'd be down for some co-op and chainsaw mm-hmm. it's fun lancer stabbing it's really fun and you know what you could probably do let's say you read this book if you don't want to go through the whole entire other stuff you could just jump maybe to the next series 
if you wanted. The current series. Of? Gears of War. Books or video game? The video game. Sure. Um, and I could even watch, I'm assuming like every other game, they like either take all the cutscenes. Oh yeah. You could actually totally do that. Just go to YouTube and just watch the recap just, of everything. Just do the cutscenes. Yeah. And catch up on the story, mm-hmm. which I should probably do anyway, because this book takes place after one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard some reviews from other people on, I think it was Reddit talking about this book series and they said that the Halo one sucked, but I've never read the Halo books. So, uh, I so this is my opinion on it. Um, so I, I've, I've read almost all of Karen Travis's books. I would say that the Halo books are my least favorite of hers. It's they're kind of a slow burn. My brother likes them a lot. They're okay. I, I would not say go out, run out, and go, go go buy them right now. It's not necessary. I think the real reason why they're not extremely interesting to me and not extremely interesting in, to the rest of the readers is because when we look at Halo. We want to see Master Chief, if that makes sense. It's kind of like if I want to go read, read a DC book or comic book, I want to see Batman. Or I want to see Superman. I don't want to necessarily read about the side characters. Like, all, like, like Alfred's backstory. Right. It's just, it's just not something that is overwhelmingly interesting to me. I came here to see the hero, Master Chief, whereas her story is written about like the spies and all this different stuff. It's, it's a spy thriller. Okay. So if you came there to watch master chief kicking down doors and just blasting away aliens left and right, you're not going to be getting that. You're going to be getting this like spy mystery thriller, which is completely different than probably what you showed up for. And you know what? There's a lot of those halo books available. So if you, that's what you want, they're out there. Uh, one of my favorite books is written by Troy Denning. What's kind of cool, like he was talking about final fantasy, uh, not fantasy, uh, science fiction like books and stuff like that. A lot of these authors all crisscross over each other. Uh-huh. Like Troy Denning, he's from Star Wars. Karen Travis is from Star Wars. Um, a lot of these other people crisscross over from Star Wars to Halo to, to Gears of War and all, all these different things. So... And Karen Travis, she writes so many items that I enjoy. She's written uh, Batman comics and Wonder Woman comics and Gears of War comics and obviously these novels as well. She's in the pretty much everything that I can think of that I like, like Halo, you know, um, Star Wars, all this different stuff. She's into all of that, which is cool. Good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, uh, it made me go, uh, uh-oh. But then I was like, well, this Gears book seems fine. It, yeah, I mean, I'm not you, don't, you don't have to read. Halo. Yeah, you don't have to read every single thing that she does. Uh, I think if she would maybe would have created a story that was starring Master Chief, it could have been much more entertaining to the vast majority of readers. But she tried to go with something different, probably because then she has more uh, elbow space to kind of write whatever she wants to. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole world. People are just obsessed with Master Chief, right? Um, let's wrap it up now. There's some more stuff we can talk about, but let's save that for another episode. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, everyone, go ahead and check out our Facebook accounts or go ahead and share this. You can find it, obviously, on any uh, podcasting platform that you guys uh, listen to. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Flip, flip, mash, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.